Hello again, everyone. I'm Ed Berliner. Speaking of sports, he is the man who 57 times in what was then a grand and historic professional football career crossed the goal line. Each and every time was a jolt of electricity, one you felt coursing through an entire downtrodden city, a place where, as Neil Young once warbled, rust indeed never sleeps. And in those nine seasons, he gave life and hope to those who lived, eat, slept, and breathed their football all believing they have been graced with this immeasurable athletic talent for the purpose of bringing them to a place of rarefied sports air. Of course, it was not to be for fans of the Buffalo Bills and their hero, Orenthal James Simpson. Despite his MVP award in 1973, despite gaining more than 10,000 yards, displaying moves that seemed as if his bodily sockets could separate and reconnect in a split second, there was to be no championship joy along the lake. And after nine seasons where he and the faithful tasted only one postseason game, they were pounded by the Pittsburgh Steelers on the Steelers' way to an eventual Super Bowl championship, Simpson was gone home to San Francisco. Two seasons there, again, no trophy. But a legacy and image carved into not merely the American football psyche, but a nation that couldn't get enough of his good looks, his sometimes clumsy acting skills, and his ability to play the slapstick partner in the Naked Gun films. Of course, everything ended for Simpson on the night of June 12, 1994. Suffice to say, everyone knows the story, the aftermath, the other historic amount of yardage he ran, this time inside something that rolled on four wheels. The blood-soaked bodies left outside a home where his children slept only feet away. The families who since then had been unable to wake a single day without feeling the pain of looking at pictures of loved ones who tragically haven't aged a day since 1994. What occurred then and there changed America in so many ways, especially and eventually lighting a racial fuse that innumerable citizens saw coming but their leaders believed would never happen. They were wrong. There is no need in this short span of time to delve into everything that remains attached to Simpson's legacy. Why repeat what is so well known to a certain generation? But therein lies the crux of our discussion for this generation and those that will follow, that dark, twisted, murderous legacy and what remains attached to it. The Buffalo Bills have for the first time since 1977 issued and thus are allowing a player to wear number 32 this season, O.J. Simpson's number, which now is at least the temporary property of Cinerese Perry, a veteran running back who signed with the Bills during the offseason. As Perry tells it, he wasn't even aware the number was available and was under the impression it was retired, off-limits for football reasons and perhaps others. It would never be worn again. But when told it was available, he hesitated not a single moment before agreeing to wear it. Perry understands the attention this will bring to him, yet after six seasons bouncing around the NFL, he's willing to accept the repercussions. In his words, quote, With that number on my back, I know I'm doing well for my family, unquote. I'm certain Perry, who wore number 32 with the Chicago Bears when he played for them, has no idea what some will construe as unintended meaning behind those words. Perhaps if he were to think about it, he might even wish he could edit that sentence from history, especially the part about family. You see, every time that number is called, when the colors are Buffalo, every roster card that is handed out, every replica jersey sold and profited by the NFL, millions of a certain generation will flash to bloodstains, mugshots, a trial, riots, pain that in many ways still shake America. They simply won't be able to help themselves, and they shouldn't have to. 
The number 32 has nothing to do with what happened years later, save for the fact it was worn by a man who traded everything he had, everything he was, everything he did, and could have stood for. To be not merely a convicted felon, but the individual who, without question, was responsible for the deaths of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. However, the connection is there. It is palpable. And the Buffalo Bills organization should be ashamed of themselves for hoping that enough time has passed to once again allow number 32 to be on the field. Time has certainly changed the demographic of their fans, many of whom weren't even born when the murders were committed. But many were. They were there. And when that number is called again, I doubt that not for a single instant their first thought will be of the man who made the number famous and has created a legacy that leaves it infamous without having to run another single step. I'll be back right after this. If you could know what's on his mind, if your heart could feel the way her heart feels, if you could understand what's happening on the inside, the kids don't wear their thoughts on their sleeves. So it's time to give them a voice. It's time to answer the unanswered questions. That's why at Nationwide Children's Hospital, we're making mental health care and research a priority. We must better understand and treat children's mental illness to help kids everywhere. But research is vastly underfunded. So we need your help. Together, we can transform children's mental health. Learn more at onoursleeves.org. When I heard the news of Simpson's jersey being reissued, I could only think of the Brown and Goldman families and how what some might see as no big deal will only once more, perhaps every Sunday, every game day this season and beyond, leave them again with the kind of emotion no sporting event should ever cause. I'm Ed Berliner, speaking of sports. (laughs) 